They say that a mind is a terrible thing to waste. Well, generally, that's a true statement. But in this case, there really isn't much mind left in D. Scott's head anyway, so the only thing we're really wasting here is your time. Welcome inside the mind of D. Scott. Ladies and gentlemen, we are experiencing technical difficulties. Please stand by. Well, would you look at that? Another episode of Inside the Mind of D. Scott. A little uh, behind-the-scenes look here. I started talking and introducing the podcast, and I didn't have the microphone turned on. You'd think that I was brand new to this whole radio-slash-podcasting-slash-recording-audio thing. Uh, it was a night, let me tell you. I went to a Kevin Hart show last night. We'll get into that in a few minutes. Uh, first and foremost, thank you so much for listening. I definitely appreciate that. It's episode something or other. I didn't even check, and I have no idea how many episodes I've done, but... Um, if you are new to the podcast, welcome. We talk about pretty much everything on this podcast. Uh, if you are not new to the podcast, thank you so much for uh, checking out another episode of this nonsense that, you know, it's just basically my thoughts and me talking into a microphone until I uh, run out of things to say. Usually about 15 minutes. Don't have a guest today, so we're going to try to do 15 minutes, but we shall see. Let's jump right into it. I know it's been a while since I dropped the podcast on you. I really haven't had anything to talk about, which is which is weird. If you know me on a personal level, you know that I love to talk and I always have something to talk about, but I really didn't have anything to say, so I didn't do any podcast. But uh, we got baseball back, which is exciting, right? Major League Baseball going to start April 7th, which is amazing. The Yankees start at home against Boston. Had an opportunity last night at the, uh, the Kevin Hart Show went with my girlfriend and our friend Jason. Um, and he's like, yo, we should go to opening day and I'm like yeah it sounds like a great idea but I try really really hard not to go to any baseball games in the spring or in the fall I, I will go to a postseason game if I'm lucky enough to score tickets to a postseason Yankee game but going to the Bronx to see baseball in the spring or fall you are really really taking a chance because it could be extremely cold it could be beautiful or it could be very cold. I've been to a number of games at Yankee Stadium where I was like, man, this is not comfortable. 45, rainy, windy, cold. Glad I'm not playing, but I'd rather be running around than sitting in the stands freezing my ass off for like three and a half, four hours. Um, I, was at the, I was at the Yankee game when Derek Jeter became the all-time Yankee hits leader and passed Lou Gehrig for that. And it was a great game. I mean, it was great to be there for that. It was September 11th, 2019, 20, 2009. 2009 is when that happened, not 2019. Um, but it was September 11th, so it was really cool to be there, but it was freezing. They played the Orioles and got stomped. The only good thing about the game was Derek Jeter becoming the all-time Yankee hits leader. That was it. Other than that, I believe the uh, Orioles beat them like 10 to 2 or something like that. But um, So I don't think I'll be going to opening day, although I am excited to get down to the Bronx and go to a few games this season. Definitely want to make that happen. I know people are upset and like, oh, these greedy bastards, I'm not watching baseball this year. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to. Like, Major League Baseball is really the only professional sport that I am fully involved in. Like, I'm behind my team, and I, and I like watching the games. I grew up liking baseball and playing baseball. Let me rephrase that. I grew up loving baseball and playing baseball. So the fact that Major League Baseball is going to happen and we're going to get 162 games this year, I am excited for it. I am there for it. The, the behind-the-scenes stuff and the lockout and all that, yeah, I wasn't happy about any of it. Most because I didn't think I was going to get baseball this year. So I was upset. Are they greedy? Perhaps. Uh, both the owners and the players are to blame for what happened. It's not just the owners, although I do put more responsibility on the owners because I know they were being uber ridiculous about stuff. But 
that's besides the point. And I also found out that uh, most of the people that did not agree with the terms were Scott Boris clients, which I think is humorous because Scott Boris is, you know, super agent of the uh, Major League Baseball players, and he's kind of a D-bag, if if you ask me. But that's neither here nor there. I don't know him, and I'm not involved in any of his workings, so that's just an opinion of mine. But, yes, we do get baseball. We're getting 162 games, and uh, let's go Yankees. Let's let's try to do this. Let's make some moves in the the preseason here, or in the offseason, I should say. And uh, let's make some stuff happen. I know people want to see a few people come to the Yankees. They want to see Freddie Freeman in pinstripes. I know a lot of people want to see Carlos Correa. I don't really want Carlos Correa. I would be okay with Freddie Freeman. Or let's at least re-sign Rizzo. I almost said Frank Rizzo. Frank Rizzo is a uh, Jerky Boys character. That's not it. Why can't I think of Rizzo's Anthony Rizzo? There it is. Let's let's re-sign Anthony Rizzo, if if anything, okay. And I know they're supposed to uh, spend a fortune on bullpen this year. That's the uh, that's the rumblings that I'm hearing on Twitter and stuff like that. Is this Cashman's going to spend a fortune? On bullpen guys, I don't think we need that. But whatever, you know. Then again, I'm not a I'm not a baseball expert. I don't have the analytics in front of me and the numbers. But um, I would like to see a few of these free agents come to the Bronx, help us try to get the 28th World Series title under our belts. I think that would be absolutely amazing. So, uh, like I said, I'm excited for baseball to be back. I can't wait to start watching some games, and I'm looking forward to what the season holds for the Yankees and Major League Baseball in general, especially with the universal DH. I know the extra innings thing has changed, so like you're not starting with a runner on second base. So that's kind of cool. Uh, a couple of changes to the game this year. So should be interesting. Should be interesting. Now, Speaking of interesting, Kevin Hart was in Albany last night, Albany, New York, which is where I'm based out of, ready to two shows at a mid-sized venue. It's called the Palace Theater in Albany, historic venue, been around for ages, right? Uh, holds like, I think, four or 5,000 people, something like that. But Kevin Hart did two sold-out shows, a 7 o'clock show and a 10 o'clock show. I went to the 10 o'clock show with my girlfriend and, and our friend Jason. And uh, beforehand, we went to uh, McGeary's, which is an Irish bar, about a, not even a block from the palace. And while we were sitting there enjoying our beverages and getting some food in our bellies, my girlfriend get a, gets a text from her friend that is at the 7 o'clock show. And she says, you guys are in for a treat tonight. There's a huge surprise, you know, blah, 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 blah. And, and the thing is, too, is you can't really spill anything because they lock your phones up at these shows, which we had known about, but we had no idea what this surprise was. Well, it turns out at the 7 o'clock show last night, Chris Rock showed up and did a surprise set at the Kevin Hart show. And I know people from the area always say, nothing cool ever happens in Albany, and this, that, and the third. And we there's a thing where we call it uh, Smallbany. And uh, I thought it was really cool. Like, Chris Rock just does a surprise set at a Kevin Hart show in Albany, of all places, in my hometown. We had no idea uh, that he was there, like I said, the because we, we weren't really on social media. We weren't seeing anything yet. I didn't find out that Chris Rock was part of the 7 o'clock show until after we got done with the 10 o'clock show. Chris Rock, however, was not part of the 10 o'clock show, the show that we went to. Um So as we sat there, and I just kept waiting for this surprise, and I'm like, what could be the surprise? Maybe The Rock is going to come out. I know Kevin Hart and The Rock are good friends. Nope, The Rock never showed up. Nope, nobody came. There was no surprise in the 10 o'clock show for us, which was fine for us because, like I said, we had no idea that Chris Rock 
was at the seven o'clock show last night. But no, I thought that was uh, I thought that was really cool. And it turns out that Kevin and Chris, I'm I'm on a first name basis with these guys, by the way. <laughs> Chris Rock and Kevin Hart are actually doing a bunch of shows together coming up relatively soon. And and I know uh, I heard a lot of people go, I can't believe Kevin Hart is at the Palace Theater. And I've listened to enough interviews and podcasts or whatever with Kevin Hart to know the routine that he has when he's working up to big shows. Once Kevin shoots a special and does a stadium or arena tour, what he does is he gets his new material all together, so he gets his hour all set, and then he'll kind of work his way back up to doing the big venues. So Kevin gets all his new material. He starts doing comedy clubs. So you could see Kevin Hart at like the uh, at the comedy store in, uh, in, in L.A., or you might see him at a Funny Bone all over the country or something like that. But he does the small rooms. He does the smaller venues. He does comedy clubs. Like, I I would love to see Kevin Hart at a comedy club. That would be absolutely amazing because if you've ever been to a comedy club, you know there are no bad seats in the house. So you get to see Kevin in the smallest venue possible. Then he works his way up and he starts doing, you know, the bigger size but medium size venues, which is the Palace Theater. And then once his hour is good and he feels like it's ready, then he does his stadiums or arenas and shoots another special that's kind of kevin's routine very very simplified but that's that's how he does it and i know a lot of comics do the same thing so to see kevin hart at the uh, at the palace last night was awesome because you know generally speaking you get tickets to see kevin hart you're going to a huge venue you're maybe seeing him on a screen he looks even smaller on the stage because you're you know you're in the nosebleeds of a, of a baseball or f- football stadium or you're in an arena and you're like oh i think that's guy sounds like kevin hart looks like kevin hart on that big ass screen but no and so it was cool to see him in that smaller venue um didn't have great seats. You know, the show was sold out, so we were up in the, uh, the like, we were in the quote-unquote nosebleed section of the Palace Theater, which there really isn't one, but there aren't there weren't many people that were further away from Kevin Hart than we were last night, which I'm not complaining, I'm just saying. I just, just wanted to set the stage for that. So, uh, like I said earlier, the Palace is a older venue, so the acoustics, although fantastic for things like plays and stuff like that. Um, for comedy, if the guys don't really know how to operate the microphone and some of the openers where the Plastic Cup Boys, they or is it the Plastic Cup Boys or is it the Solo Cup Boys? Whatever. His little, his his crew of guys, they were kind of eating the microphones. Like they had the microphone directly up to their mouth. So what they were saying, it was hard to hear them. And I know that sounds extremely strange, but because they were so close to the microphone, it was very mumbled last night. That was just the openers. Once Kevin got on stage, Kevin being the, uh, the, the seasoned professional that he is, you could understand everything that Kevin Hart said. and Because uh, he holds the mic down more towards his chest and just kind of talks and allows the microphone to do its job, pick up the audio in his voice, and it, it was great. I mean, Kevin, Kevin was amazing last night. His jokes were solid, uh, laughed pretty much start to finish for the most part. And uh, thoroughly enjoyed Kevin's set. It's unfortunate that the, uh, the, I think it was the host, and I think he had two or three guys on before him, openers, if you will. But they were, uh, like I said, on top of the mic, eating the microphone, so to speak. And it was, it was just really hard to see them. I could understand some of the jokes, but for the most part, could not understand. And on top of that, like the people around us, there was a lot of talking going on. And I'm, I'm not used to seeing a show where people are just like, like there's banter happening in the audience. And all I could think, and I actually said it to my girlfriend, was it's a good thing we're not in a club. Because in a comedy club, you can't get away with that. If you're talking during a set at a comedy club, 
the comic's going to call you out because everybody can hear it. You're going to get called out. You're going to get embarrassed. And in a venue like this, where we were that far away, the guys on stage couldn't hear the conversations that were happening. Unfortunately, we could hear the conversations that were happening. So that that part kind of sucked. Um, you know, and it is what it is. Like I said, once Kevin got on, could understand everything and uh, the banter in the audience kind of calmed down a little bit. But the show was absolutely amazing. We had a great time. Cannot wait to uh, see Bill Burr. Got another show coming up soon that I get to go to in August, actually, at Saratoga Performing Arts Center, which is a strange venue for comedy, but that's what that's what Bill is doing. It's an outdoor venue. Looking forward to that. Absolutely love Bill Burr's stand-up. So I love Bill Burr in general. I spent a lot of time listening to his podcast, which if you are a fan of Bill Burr, the Monday Morning Podcast, you can listen to it on the same platform that you're listening to my podcast on. Listen to me. I'm giving a plug to Bill Burr like Bill Burr needs my help with his podcast. But you know what? We all could use more listeners on our podcast. So if you're a Bill Burr fan, didn't know that he did a podcast, yes, he does. It's called the Monday Morning Podcast. You could check that out. Uh, but I'm looking forward to seeing him come August. Love stand-up comedy. I absolutely love stand-up comedy. It's one of, it, it's one of, if not my favorite things in the world. I love watching movies. I love playing video games. I love playing sports, golf mostly. I'm not in any kind of shape to play anything else. But if if you really want to catch me like fully engaged and focused on what's going on, it's stand-up comedy. I am a, I'm a huge fan. Of stand-up comedy. I've had some people ask me or tell me that I should do it. Uh, I know you can't really get that from the podcast because I it's not I don't joke or you know I don't tell jokes on my podcast. Um, I don't know is that necessarily. I don't want to say I couldn't do it. I I just don't. I, I would have to start working on it. I don't know how to write jokes. I just kind of like a lot of my my foolishness that comes out of my mouth is really just off the top of my head, like impromptu nonsense, talking shit is basically what I do. Um, but no, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of stand-up comedy. I've never seen Bill Burr live, so definitely looking forward to that. And we got some shows coming to the area. We have a funny bone in the area that I'm in, and uh, we got some shows. Ari Spears is coming. I think Marlon Wayans is coming relatively soon, so that would be amazing. I, I would like to go see one of those two. I've never seen Ari stand-up live. I've met him. He came into the, uh, the radio station to do some press when he was in town before, and I got to meet him, but I did not go to his show. I saw Mike Epps at the Funny Bone here. I saw, um, oh my God, you think I would be able to fucking remember his name? The the dad from Friday, Witherspoon, John Witherspoon. Got it. Saw him live. That was that was awesome. And Tommy Davidson, which was a lot of fun. Got to see him at the uh, at Funny Bone as well. So there you go. Now you now I've professed my love for stand up comedy. And look at that. I almost got 15 minutes in. I feel like there was something else. Oh, I know what I wanted to mention. Yesterday um, was the was the America East finals in Maine. Uh, I'm in Albany, New York. If you're listening to this outside of the Capital Region, I'm in Albany, New York. We have a state university, SUNY Albany, the Great Danes. My daughter goes to the school. My oldest daughter is actually a freshman there. She cheerleads for their football and basketball teams, which is dope because my daughter is a D1 cheerleader, which is which is the dopest thing ever, and she's doing really, really well in school. But she was also asked to be one of the cheerleaders for the girls. Yes, they go to the women's basketball games and cheerlead, and she got to go to Maine, and SUNY Albany actually won the America East title yesterday, which means they got an automatic bid into the NCAA tournament. I am I have never been so excited in my life for any kind. And I've watched Yankees Yankee teams win World Series. And like I said, I was at Jeter's um, historic game when he became the Yankee hits leader. 
I was never more excited than I was yesterday because I have that personal connection with this team because of my younger or my oldest daughter being their cheerleader and going to the school. So they get to go to the NCAA tournament. And the reason I bring this up and I give them their flowers is because of the fact that here locally, they have no support. I went to like five games this year, five home games for the, C, uh, for the SUNY women's basketball team. And honestly, at each game, there had to be maybe 80, 80 to 100 people at the game. In the arena that they play, the SEFQ arena, it's not a huge venue, but it, it was like basically empty. And I know the men's turnouts were not like that. And the men's team, and it's, this is not I'm, not, I'm not dissing them. This isn't beef. This is nothing. This isn't hate. But they're not that good. The women's team was phenomenal. They were actually undefeated at home this season, I believe. And I think their overall record was 16-5. and five. They went into the uh, America East Tournament number two seed. They played the number one seed, Maine, last night. They beat them. They're going to the NCAA Tournament, and yet it's still just kind of like an afterthought with the local media, with people around here, and uh, I, I don't agree with that. We have another college, Siena College, again, not show this is no shade whatsoever, but they're nowhere near like the Siena women's team isn't as good as the SUNY Albany women's team, yet they get all the coverage. Like I saw a news story about the bus going to the MAC tournament for to, to, to support Siena. I was like, yo, where's the where's the story on the SUNY women who are playing for the America East title and have this opportunity to get an automatic bid into the tournament? And like I don't, and I'm not seeing anything, which which bugs this the living hell out of me that they're not getting that that kind of shine, they're not getting that recognition. I was at the semifinal game for the SUNY Albany uh, women's team, which was played in Albany. They played at home at the SEFQ Arena, and the turnout was good because the night before, I believe it was, the men's team got knocked out of the America East men's tournament and had no chance at making the uh, making the tournament. So or the NCAA tournament. So it was like. All these season ticket holders showed up to the women's game. And I'm like, where have y'all been all year? And it was great to see that support and the fact that they had these people there. But it was like, it, it, it bothered me only to an extent because they weren't coming out during the regular season when the women's team deserves this kind of support every single game. Like, I was like, you guys, just because the men aren't playing, so you come to the women's game? Like, you should have been coming to the women's games anyway. Um, so that's that's kind of my rant on the, the local support on the women's basketball team at SUNY Albany. I think they deserve way more credit than they're getting. They, they are definitely one of the most underrated um, college teams in the area and overlooked, and it bugs the hell out of me. It, it really, really does because they deserve it. They, they truly, truly deserve it. So if anyone from the SUNY women's basketball program happens to be listening right now, I wish you guys the best of luck. In the NCAA tournament, I think you guys are uh, an amazing team. It was great to watch you guys play this season. I will definitely be watching your first-round game, and, and who knows, maybe we've got a little Cinderella story. Let's pull off an upset in the first round. I, I, I got a feeling they're going to go in as like a 15 or 16 seed, which is going to be tough because then they'll play a one or two seed, and then that's going to be a tough task, man, because you get to play these schools that recruit the best players in the country. But you know what? It's happened before. Maybe I'm, I'm saying the SUNY Albany women – 
are going to pull off an upset in the first round. I, they they have the potential to do so. So let's get it done. You got to play the game. You got to play all forty minutes of the game. So get it done, SUNY Albany women. Uh, thank you so much again for for listening to me ramble for the past nineteen minutes. Look, I almost made it twenty minutes on this one. Woohoo! Look at me go. Uh, but no, seriously. If you'd like to, I would appreciate any kind of support. If you if you could subscribe to the podcast or or share the podcast with your friends and let people know what I'm doing over here and just kind of talking and, and, and spewing out my thoughts that happen to be in my head. I would appreciate that. All the love and support is definitely appreciated by the, by the people that do give it to me. Shout out to Matt Halleck for always holding me down and, uh, and, and just supporting whatever it is that I do. And he knows that I support everything that he's doing. I'm glad that HHG is back in full swing and we're ready to go. 2022 is going to be a hell of a year for us. And shout out to Matt as well for getting it done with uh, just dig in the other day on the IG live and going to be on the just dig in podcast as well that was some good shit matt i'm so excited for what is going on with hhg and for you and uh, i'm I'm just thankful and honored and humbled to be a part of what you are doing for the baseball and softball communities and the kids that are playing this game and helping them improve and and thank you for making me a part of your journey appreciate that there you go there's my flowers to matt shout out to my boy Derek hoffman hopefully he's listening hopefully you are good my friend uh those drawings were sick that i saw the other day um, got to catch up with you, maybe give you a call really soon here and just kind of BS a little bit. I know uh, we haven't talked in a while. So shout out to my boy, Derek. Shout out to, to, to all my peoples that listen to my podcast. I appreciate all of you. I really, really do. If you want me to talk about anything or uh, have a question for me or whatever the case may be, you can email me. It's dscottradio at yahoo.com. Shoot me an email. I'll, I'll gladly talk about anything on my podcast if you'd like me to, all right? D Scott Radio, D-S-C-O-T-T Radio at yahoo.com. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll talk soon.